welcome to Inside Management, a show about what makes co-ops and condos run smoothly or poorly. I'm Carol Ott with Habitat, a New York City magazine for co-op and condo board directors. And on the show today is Andre Kaplan, the Chief Financial Officer of Orsid New York. Of the many decisions that board directors must make, probably the most fundamental one is budgeting. What does it cost to run your building today? And what will it cost over the next 12 months? Andre, you deal with numbers all day long. How should a board approach the enormous task of creating a budget? Well, this is my viewpoint. So I actually believe today that a condo or co-op budget consists of four parts. One is operations, which is the operating budget, which sets either your maintenance and your common charges. And while we shouldn't look for savings, we know that almost 90% we have very little control over in terms of operating expenditure. That doesn't mean that you can't look for improvements and savings. And then you have your capital budget. And your capital budget today, in my opinion, is divided into three components. One is the compliance. And what I mean by compliance would be your first, which was Local Law 11, Local Law 152, which is the gas testing. And one has to be aware that it's not a one and done. It's a every four years. You could have exposure. You have your Local Law 97, which is your energy emissions. So those are important. And there are many others, but I'm not going to go through the details. But that's what I view as the compliance section. That's one component. The next part of the capital budget is infrastructure. And that's just elevators, roof, heating plant, sidewalks, and those types of items and windows. And then the last component, which should not be ignored, is what I classify in inverted commas, the wish list. And the wish list is lobby refresh, hallway refresh, and amenities. And why is it important? And you might not do it today, but it's very, very important for long-term value. This is your biggest single investment. It's your personal investment. You want to only maintain value and you want your asset to appreciate. And those are key components. So you have to take a short-term and a long-term approach. Let me just jump in here. That all sounds very practical, but where does the money come from to fund a building's capital needs? A lot of co-ops had the ability to fund a lot of their capital needs through borrowings. Because we have been in a low interest rate environment, money has been relatively cheap and financing has been easily obtained with a lot more flexible products out there. I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but for today, the landscape looks very different. Lending is not as cheap as it used to be. So for the first time in many, many years, buildings are going to face possible assessments. And so my viewpoint is you want to take a long-term approach. And there are different school philosophies is we'll pay when we need it or are we going to build in some form of reserve contingency annually in terms of our planning and work towards it. And let me just ask, now you have a budget of your operating expenses, which is A, and B is your capital expenses. And let's say the budget in your building is a million dollars, if that's how much you take in every year. Is there a split that you say, well, X percent of my budget is going to operating and X percent is going to capital? No. I like to keep it separate, but I like to keep it mindful together, and I'll tell you why. 
you keep it completely separate. Firstly, you need to see when your mortgage is going to mature if you're a co-op. And during that 10-year capital plan, will there be an opportunity to refinance so that you could use possibly some funding to fund those needs as opposed to pure assessments? So would there be a borrowing option during that 10-year period? And when do you think some of those expenditures will fall? Because let's just say, for example, your mortgage is going to mature in five years' time Mm -hmm. and you know your next cycle of local law 11 is going to fall in five years' time. You'll probably have the opportunity that you might be able to finance it through your underlying mortgage. All this sounds very complicated, particularly for a co-op or a condo who doesn't have a management company running these numbers. And even if a co-op or condo does have a management company, what should the board be asking of them in terms of this kind of budgeting? Okay. They should ask their managing agent for guidance. They should talk to their building's accountant. And if they have, you know, an experienced co-op accountant that works within the co-op or condominium world, those accountants will be able to guide them appropriately as well, and that's important. And then secondly, they need to, apart from the capital needs, they need to touch on certain aspects of operations that are often overlooked. And what are those items? So obviously, you know, in terms of the revenue side, if they have a commercial or, or retail revenue, they must be very much aware of when those leases are going to mature. And then your energy, which is volatile, look at ESCOs. And I suggest if you have big swings in energy, that you build it as an energy surcharge. The capital budget sounds so expensive, and, and it looks like there'll be a lot of increases. So I'm wondering about those buildings that have different economic populations living in them. There are those folks who bought into their buildings when they converted from rentals and they paid one price, and those who are buying today, which is a very different price. How does a board manage a budget given this economic diversity? And it's our biggest challenge. This is exactly why we're trying to take a longer-term approach, that we can spread it, so that we can cater to everybody where we can spread, if we have to assess, and we obviously, you know, nobody likes the assessment word, but when we do have to assess that we can give the community options so you can pay it off over time with an interest component, we'll offer you the use of the building's line of credit and you can pay it off over 48 months or you can pay it with upfront without utilizing the credit line and things like that. It's trying to understand your community and trying to cater as best as possible to meet everybody's needs. And despite the best advice that a management company might give a board, where are boards likely to flounder? They tend to flounder where the magnitude is so large, it's very, very hard for them to get their head around it, one, in terms of dollars, and two, to go to their shareholders, to go to the owners on, on funding it. It's really almost like shock in terms of some of the dollars, in terms of cost and then how to actually pay for it and go to the shareholders. And they battle, and some people get you know, caught. We've seen it with buildings sometimes do as little as possible until it's, it comes where sort of their back is against the wall, and then there's a huge cost, and then it comes with you know, a huge funding need. Let me just ask you, how long does it take to prepare a budget, something that is presented in the fall? Approximately a month to six weeks. With most of our buildings, we start in July, actually. We spend the month of July and August 
preparing, looking at tax, all the assessed values for the taxes, how you've performed in your energy for the last year, gathering the capital, local law 11 cycle, you know, where you're at with all your compliance cycles, elevator modernization, when last was a controller board replaced, for example. We know that the average lifespan is 10 to 15 years. Do we need to put in a placeholder? Are we having any issues with the elevators? If we're not, we're going to leave it alone. But it's just a matter of understanding it. The budget and the budgeting process is actually the management map of the building. It's one of the most important components because it's the management plan. How your staffing structured, how the buildings run, how it's controlled, your your operating expenses, your capital projects, everything. It's the most important. People don't realize, but the actual budget process is the most important component of the whole budget, the whole management plan of the building. Right. Because I guess if you don't have a plan, then you're just dealing with the day-to-day service. Exactly. And you want your owners to be informed and, you, you know, your residents, you want them to be informed. You know, you're a board member, you're volunteers, you're an owner too, and all of a sudden you're told you have to write a check for $10,000. If I'm a board member, I, I'm going to have to write that check too. I don't want a surprise. Tell me when I'm going to have to write the check for $10,000. And I'd much rather write a check for $1,000 a month as opposed to just write a check for $10,000. Summing up then, Andre, What would be your best advice to boards when they think about their budgets? As I said, management map. Be very aware of your capital plan and how it ties into your operating plan. You have to look at the big picture and tie it to your mortgage. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to act on it this year, but you want to understand big picture what the future looks like. And that can be a very scary thought. Exactly. But you want to keep your eye on the board, that's all. And, and this, it keeps your eye on the board. It makes you understand what's going to come down the line and if there's anything you can do to work towards it. It gives so, you time to plan and develop a plan, work for your community. This has been great. You make it sound so logical. Expensive, yes, but logical in a way that sounds really comforting. Thank you very much for your insights today. I hope this will be helpful and I don't scare everybody away. Thanks very much.